Cape Talk. The Fringe, only on late nights. Okay, when uh, Tula Mkise discovered in 2009 that he was uh, HIV positive, he and his brother Ntokozo decided to change the existing image of HIV in South Africa and they founded Good Stories uh, to share stories of people living uh, with a positive status uh, and make a difference in challenging stereotypes and the stigmas associated with HIV. And I'm delighted to say that CEO and chairperson of Good Stories, Tula Mkise, joins us on the line now. Tula, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Uh, I just want to take you back, if I may, before we talk about uh, good stories and uh, and the incredible difference that it's making in the lives of, of so many people. Uh, what went through your mind on that day in January 2009 when you were told that you were HIV positive? Achievement. Um, death. Um, pictures of skinny, dying people, um, sickness, um, being away from my family, um, you know, just how life would be for my twin brother, because um, we're so close, you know, I, I can't imagine my life without him, and and I just, it was you know, I was just thinking, how is he going to cope without me? So it was a lot, man, but it was the end for me. It was, I could I could just see it, it was the end. And in terms of what your knowledge was around HIV and perhaps stereotypes uh, and misconceptions that you yourself held, uh, what what were those at that time? Well, look, I I think like everyone else, um, you you think... It's it's so far away from you that it's never going to happen to you until it actually happens, you know. Uh, but to be quite honest, um, you know, because hindsight is like the perfect science. If I really look back now, I think I probably was one of the people that perpetuated the idea that um, HIV AIDS kills um, and um, that people that live their lives a certain way are the ones that are worthy to be um, HIV positive. You know, I, th- I was young. I can't actually remember what it was, but I, I don't think I was no different to the other people that I've actually communicated with um, from the community that I grew up in. Was there a particular person or an event that uh, began to change your idea of what it meant to be HIV positive and be able to be, began to change that narrative? It was a couple of events. Um, I think I, I think I've always been a positive person so um, and I've always been I'm the kind of person who questions things so when I was now in the dark hole I, I started asking myself if there's black there's usually white if there's good, there's evil. If I am in this dark hole now, I'm sure there should be another side to this coin. And I, I started thinking of people that I knew within my circle that have lived with HIV for a long time. And I know that when I was growing up, there was a family friend um, who was living with HIV. And um, I called her and... She was living a normal life. 
I went online and I googled people that have lived with HIV for a long time. I found people overseas. I found um, some local people um, in, 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 in the country. Um, I found Chriselda. I reached out to Chriselda. We sort of started talking. We became friends. Um, I found a lot of other people that um, the moment that I would find someone, um, like at, at the time I was based in Polokwane, if I found someone in, 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 in Cape Town, um, I would make an appointment and I would be on a flight to Cape Town, have coffee with them and fly back to Joburg and then drive to Polokwane. That's how much I needed to feed off of their energy. Mm. So it, 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 it was a, a lot of events and a lot of um, active um, search of people that have lived and have risen above this thing. And the more that I found more of these people, I started believing that I could be like them. Tell us, for those who, who aren't familiar with Good Stories, just tell us uh, exactly what it is. What, what is it that you do? So basically, um, everything that helped me to be where I am with my status is what we've packaged and we've now made it readily available for people that are in a position that I was in in 2009. So... Um, we document stories of people that um, have not allowed HIV to control them, have risen above um, the, these negative, negative circumstances, and are, are living normal lives. So we, we document these stories so that if you find out that you're living with HIV, you have all of these different benchmarks available in one place and you can read all of these different stories and and we're not saying that if these people were able to do it you can do it too because we have different personalities we come from different backgrounds all we are saying is that it is possible and once you believe that it is possible then you start crafting something that works for you so, so the campaign is really centered around getting people to have the right psyche, the right mindset around HIV by proving to them the pos- and exposing them to the possibilities that exist, you know? Can you talk about the uh, ambassadors uh, at, uh, at Good Stories and what do they do? So, so basically, um, it, the ambassadors, are, it started as... Um, the people that we've documented their stories, and then we've expanded it to um, anyone who um, takes an oath to actually um, spread the good stories and make sure that um, whenever they are confronted with a situation that perpetuates something negative about HIV and AIDS, they confront it. Because you know, there are a lot of things that we say, there are a lot of things that we do, and we have no idea what the audience is, you know, because sometimes we say things um, um, that perpetuate the idea that this thing kills, and in your audience, um, someone who's listening to you is someone who's living with HIV and you don't, and you don't even know it. So 
at that point in time, if someone actually stands up and says, actually, hold on, what you are saying is not true because factually um, there's this, there's this, there's this. So um, the ambassadors are literally people that are all over the country and are spreading the, the good stories message. Do you think that there are still quite commonly held misconceptions uh, around what it means to be uh, HIV positive? And, and what more can we do uh, in order to uh, inform people uh, of the realities? Look, definitely. I think, um, again, uh, you, you never really um, um, understand the, the role that you play as an individual to perpetuating the idea of of of, of 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 the fact that we think HIV AIDS kills, you know. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. I'll actually, if I, I don't know if we've got a lot of time, but I'll, I'll try and be as brief as possible. Um, if we if you go back to um, the early campaigns that we ran um, about HIV and AIDS, right? Um, if you remember, there was a campaign called ABC. Mm. abstain, be faithful, and condomize. Okay? Um, if, do you remember the pictures that were associated with the campaign? I don't, actually, Tula, no. So, so um, the government was saying, abstain, be faithful, condomize, or you will look like this. Ah, okay? Sure, yeah. And, and at the time, and at the time, that was, that was all we knew, Okay. And, and so we're saying, in order for you not to get this thing and, and look like this, abstain, be faithful, and condomize, right? So that's one world, okay? Um, and then there's another world where now, as Tulam Kize, what I've been told, I'm now experiencing it because my neighbor, my uncle, my, my mother, my, my sister... Um, is now living with HIV, gets AIDS, and becomes like this picture that I was shown on this campaign. And now when these two worlds come together, what I was told and what I've experienced, okay, that creates my reality. That creates what I am going to take forward as an opinion around HIV and AIDS. So until someone actually holds my hand and, and takes me across the river and says, everything that you believe or everything that you've, you've been taught or everything that you've experienced is not relevant in 2018, I will forever be in a space where my perception of this thing is what I've been taught and what I've, what I've experienced. So a lot of the campaigns that um, predominantly are run by the government um, is test and um, um, distribution of, of, of HIV, of HIV treatment, right? So if you think about it, we're not addressing the psyche that people have around the virus because if we're not addressing the psyche, are we going to get people to test? I don't think so mm. Mm. because people still think that this thing is this monster. So people don't want this confirmation that they are now living with HIV and they are now part of this group that is um, eaten by this monster. So people are not going to go test, right? And we are 
distributing medication. So now people that are living with HIV are living longer, but because they are also boxing themselves, you don't hear about the success stories of people that are living with HIV. So there are a lot of stories that we've documented, um, but there are a lot of stories of, um, of people that we work with in the background that, that say, I've been living with HIV for 22 years, but I'm not ready to tell the world because psychologically, um, they don't think that the communities will be accepting of them, even though they have an amazing story, even though they go against everything that um, the community actually believes, but it's not enough for them to be comfortable enough to say, hey, um, I am proof that what you think is actually not real. Mm. Mm. I went on for a long time. I don't know if I answered your question, but I think no, you I did. did. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Chilla, I must, I must ask you when, when you meet people and and they're sharing their stories. I guess, uh, and I guess this can be said in in any sense of of the the beauty and the benefit of one shared experience. Are there very common themes that come up? And I guess I'm thinking around uh, perhaps anger, uh, perhaps guilt, self-blame, um, personal acceptance, self-acceptance. Are those quite common themes? And, and, and in sharing them, um, I, I guess there must, it must be a, a relationship of, of reciprocity, I guess, in, in sharing those stories. You, you, you've nailed it. I think a lot of the people have to go through a process of, um, um, of forgiving themselves because, um, I think a lot of the people that reach out to us will make statements like, um, Tula gave me HIV, okay? Mm, mm. Um, and, and my response to that is, unless Tula raped you, unless Tula forced himself on you, Tula didn't give you HIV. You were also part of the process, okay? You could have protected yourself, but you didn't. Because at that moment, when you choose not to use a condom, you are saying, Tula, whatever you have, I want. Okay? So it, it, you, it, it's very easy to blame other people, but not actually reflect and look at how you could have done more to protect yourself. Right? So, so it, it's that process where um, as, as, as much as you've made a mistake, forgive yourself okay and once you actually realize that you had a role to play to where you find yourself now then it becomes easier to take that step forward because it's easier to forgive yourself than to forgive someone else so forgive yourself for the mistake that you've made and 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 and, and move on instead of trying to um plug this anger and on someone else you know um it, so it's it, it's all of those things. It's like there's a lot of people that that um, have misdirected anger and hurt and pain towards ARVs. People do not. Some people do not want to start ARVs. And and when you really dig deep, it's not because um, the ARVs have done something horrible to them. The ARVs are just a daily reminder of everything that has happened to them that they haven't dealt with. So they would rather not have this daily reminder because you want to take this medication every day, you know? So every time you, you look at this pill, 
it reminds you of everything that that hurts you, everything that makes you feel less of a person. So until you deal with that, you will never be in a place where you are okay. So we, we, we've developed programs that actually help people um, to uh, understand where they are and direct their emotions in a way that builds them rather than, um, um, rather than break them. Mm. Such important work. And uh, if you are uh, tuned in and you want to know more information or get more information about Good Stories, then you can go to the website, which is goodstories.org.za. Tula, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, and thanks so much uh, for sharing your time and your experience with us. It's, it's been a pleasure chatting to you, um, and uh, hopefully one day we'll, we'll do it face-to-face. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. That would be fantastic. Okay.